Boston Sports Syndicate. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Boston Sports Syndicate podcast. Welcome to our Fire the Muskets podcast, our new Patriots podcast. If you've been listening to us lately, you know that we've been branching out and doing uh, team-specific podcasts. It's a new venture of ours, and this is our first foray into the Patriots. Yep. I'm Bill Travers. Welcome again. Joining me once again, James Collard. James, how are you? I'm good. Very good. And making his first appearance with the Boston Sports Syndicate, somebody we've been wanting to get on for a while, our Patriots writer, Derek McVeigh. Derek, welcome. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, James. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. Been wanting to have you on for a long time. Derek's uh, been writing football uh, Patriots for us. Really also, good articles. Yes, excellent really articles. Really good articles. Um, Thank you. Has also dabbled into a little Celtics. Maybe we can get you to come on the uh, Celtics-specific podcast. No pressure. You don't have to give me an answer right now. <laughs> we'll see how this one goes first, and then we'll see if that invite still stands. Okay. <laughs> Just want to say we're a little desperate, but anyway... <laughs> So, Derek, you're a season ticket holder, uh, correct? Yes. For the Patriots? Yeah, I've been uh, fortunate enough since 94. So when Kraft first bought the team, uh, my parents got season tickets. So I've been going since I was four years old. Wow, you've been there since the beginning of the whole thing, of the whole dynasty. Yeah, yeah right. So, not a bad uh, not a bad 25-year run to be a no, part of. No, not <laughs> at all. So i got to ask you a question. Have you dried out from yesterday yet? You know, it's... Thankfully, it kind of tapered off in that second half. Uh, you know, walking into the stadium in the beginning of the game was definitely brutal. Um, but it kind of slowed off, slowed down, and you know, by the end of the game, pretty much done. Uh, still, still a little wet. The clothes are still a little soggy, but it was uh, it was definitely worth it. At least they came home with a win. Right, that's all that matters. So, to talk, let's talk about the season. I mean, this is a good point for us to really focus on the season. They're at the halfway mark. They're eight no. Um, but there's kind of an asterisk on the eight. No, a lot of team, a lot of people are saying they haven't played anybody. And I think if you add up the wins of all their opponents, I think you're at a lofty seven, eight, something like that. So where, do, where, where do you put any stock in that? Are, are you, are you buying into that or are you buying into the eight? No, we're going to go undefeated hype. Um, yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, obviously you can only play who's in front of you, uh, and the competition certainly has been weak. But it's not like they're, you know, going in and winning these games, you know, like 27 to 14 or 24 13, and kind of like eking these games out. You know, we've seen in the past where they've struggled against guys like Chad Henney and Ryan Tannehill and Blake Bortles, and these guys will light them up for, you know, 300 plus yards, but they'll still come away with the win. I mean, they're they're dominating these teams. Um, I mean, their you know their defense has just as many touchdowns as they've given up, which is just incredible. I mean, they're setting um, you know historic numbers. Uh, so I think there's definitely some stock into the competition, but they're just they're dominating these teams. So I think no matter who they play, um, you know they'd still be winning. Yeah, I'm, I'm forced to agree with you. It doesn't make for a, a good podcast for us to both agree but no I, I think they have been dominating um especially defensively offensively is a little bit different of a story and we're going to get more into that as we go on but 
you're right. You can only play the teams that are on your schedule, and you know it, it isn't like they're squeaking by. They, they've been winning going away. I mean, was there ever really any doubt even yesterday? I mean, it got close for a little while there, but you know, was there ever really any doubt they were going to end up winning that game by two touchdowns? No, I mean, and even you know, at the game after, uh, you know, after board, uh, um, Mayfield had that interception to Larry Guy. Um, and then the Patriots turned into a quick touchdown, 17 nothing. I looked at my brothers like, this game's over. Like, There's no way this team in this environment, uh, with the weather the way it was, I, you know, I thought they were going to fold with the way their season's been going. You know, Cleveland hasn't lived up to expectations. Um, and I actually I give them some credit for like hanging around and showing a little bit of fight and making it somewhat of a game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, once they got up a couple scores, it just never felt like the game was in doubt. James, what do you think of uh, the 8-0 start? Um, they in this, yeah, their opponents are not world, the world's greatest going at it. It's not like they went, like, this incoming stretch with Baltimore and all that. If if that was their first 8-0, then it would be a totally different story. Like, right. this team is the team, but they weren't. We thought that with opening night against Pittsburgh. Ah, uh, yeah. Turns yeah. out Pittsburgh is not who we thought they were. Yeah, Pittsburgh is not who they thought they were. Cleveland, like I was, I was saying earlier to someone, if that trick, if those trick plays did not, like that, what that Lawrence guy interception was actually happened, that could have been a twenty plus. If uh, Johnson or it was Jackson who got the fumble, the punch fumble. Jackson. Uh, Jones. Jones. Jones chase him down yeah yeah okay if jones didn't chase down chubb chubb would have been gone that would have been a touchdown so they've they've been getting the luck on their side yep they've been getting the bounces yeah they they were getting the bounces on their side which sometimes good teams make those things happen too yeah i mean the play by jones to punch the ball out from chubb after the 50 something yard run you know that's that's a play that a good team makes i mean he he went for the ball yeah at that point so give him give him credit for that yeah um but you know i just don't get the feeling of this team that i did from the 07 team that went 16 and 0 that team was just blowing doors on everybody and, the, I, and i don't get that same the feeling is, from this team the, see the name is different like well, how's the name different on that 07 team it was brady moss oh yeah and Walker. like they were bigger name players right well that and, that was the offense carrying you yeah that year yeah the defense, besides Gilmore, everyone, every other name is just a typical New England household name. Yeah, I'm going to show my age with this one. The Dolphins, back when they had their undefeated season, their defense was the no-name defense. Yeah. They had yeah. no no big-name player, but yet they dominated. Yeah, so this these next coming weeks are the, the weeks that show. If For sure. Yeah, I mean, if they're in 07, true. like you said, they were dominating teams and destroying teams, but doing it offensively. So it just had a completely different feel um, to, you know, to those games than they do this year. Um, but I, I enjoy these games. I love seeing the defense um, just suffocate opposing offenses. And I mean, 25, I think they forced 25 turnovers so far, which is just incredible. Yeah, that they have been just amazing with what they've done. Again, not against great opponents, but still, right. still getting it done. So yeah. I wanted to talk about the offense a little bit. Uh, they've kind of been inconsistent. They've had they've shown some really good flashes, but I think this year more than any year, 
Um, I, I think they've really struggled, and I, and I think most of the struggles center around the running game. Um, it just seems like this year, I haven't looked at any stats. I can't back this up with any facts and figures, but it just seems to me they've had a lot more three and outs this year than they have in past years. Um, would you agree with that or you disagree with me? Let's make something interesting here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely, I think the offensive line, I think is the, the biggest issue. And like, I mean, that and the running game kind of goes hand in hand, you know, is it a matter of Michelle, you know, having a step back from his rookie season or is it just, there's nowhere for him to run? Um, I think it's, it's part of it. I mean, there's definitely some, uh, like hesitation from Michelle to, you know, when he grabs the ball, he kind of does a little dance looking for something as opposed to just running straight and getting what he can. Um, but I think the, the offensive line is significantly worse than last year. Um, it looks to I me like the, Andrew's look, the biggest loss. Yeah. It, it looks to me like the holes just aren't there for him to run through. Right. I mean that that offensive line is not even getting any push, even in short yardage situations, they're not getting any push just to gain that yard or two that they need, you know, they're, yeah. they're continually being pushed back. Yeah. That's a, a thing that's, I don't, I mean, I don't know how you would quantify this or measure this, but I just feel like they're one of the, when they need one yard, they might be one of the worst teams in the NFL at running the ball because I like short yarded situations. Like they get, you know, a half a yard. If it's third and one, they get a half yard. Um, they just have such a tough time getting one yard or they try and run, off tackle and it gets blown up and they get stopped for yeah. a loss of two or three. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's and I mean you know the absence of Devlin probably hurts that too. Um, not having a guy to lead the way, but yeah, it's they they have definitely struggled and not the same team we saw running the ball last year. Would would you also like put it on not having Grunk? Grunk was a big big open weapon on passing, but he was also a great block in tight end. I think that's where he contributed the most last year. Yeah. He was yeah. that he was that good block and tight end, and you compared to Grunk to Watson, Grunk was big is bigger than Watson. So Grunk was bigger than a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> I can't compare so, him to me. Cause. Much bigger than you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd say I mean Grunk even Dwayne Allen. Allen wasn't a great offensive like you know pass threat, but he could block, and that's why he was on. That's you know how he kept his spot on the team. Um, so that's another a loss that not many people talk about, but his ability to block definitely missed. Yeah, our syndicate CEO doesn't want to talk about tight ends blocking in the running game and their value. Uh, that that's an argument that we have all the time. He well, just doesn't well, want to. Well, he ain't on this show. He's not here. So he's not. He's right, not he's, here. He's doing the hockey podcast. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're gonna talk <laughs> about tight show. ends. Uh, I did notice yesterday. It looked to me like Tomlinson. They were they were using him a little bit more, um, and it was effective early on. Um, the new tight end Tomlinson. Yep. Am I getting the name right? Yes. I'm notorious yep. for getting names yep. wrong yep. too. So just bear with, or forgetting it's names. Tough to keep up. I mean, they're coming in and out. I mean, you thought he was released last week, and then he wasn't released, and then he's starting again. You can't keep up. They just they just re-signed Cody Kessler for another quarterback. Resigned him to the practice squad, right? No, yeah. it was the practice squad. I thought it was practice squad. I thought it was active roster. So either way, he's back. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else on the offense you want to talk about, Derek? Anything else you've noticed? How, how do you think Brady's looked this year? Uh, I mean, it's definitely not one of his stronger years. Um, he's been, in, just like the rest of them, he's been inconsistent. Um, I think part of that is the inconsistency in the like weapons around him. I mean, other than Edelman, I mean, guys have been in and out of the lineup. 
all season. Uh, you know, Dorsett has missed time. Burkhead, I mean, Burkhead can't stay on the field um, no matter what season it is. Um, and then, you know, so he had Antonio Brown for a week. Josh Gordon was here. Now he's gone. Sanu's in. Um, you know, Jacoby Myers, he looked like he was getting on the same page with him the past few weeks. So who knows if that'll turn into something. Um, who knows what's going to happen with Keel Harry if he, if and when he comes back. But, yeah, Brady definitely hasn't been his strongest season, and I think part of that is just the inconsistency around him. Yeah, I think he's actually been better this year than he was through most of last year. I had some real concerns about him through the heart of the season last year. Uh, he did turn it around once once they get into the last couple of weeks and then through the playoffs. But through most of the regular season, I thought he didn't look sharp at all. I don't know if he had some kind of injury. He was falling off on a lot of his throws. I haven't really seen any of that this year. Um, he does look to me like he has a tendency just to dump the ball when the play's not there. He's yeah. not waiting it out, but for the most part, it works out for him. So I can't. Yeah, he, he definitely avoids avoids hits, and you know sometimes it looks it looks awful. Like when you're watching it, and he just kind of you know ducks away and tosses the ball at the feet of his receivers. But in the long run, it's a smart move for a guy his age, um, and when you really don't have. A proven guy at backup, you have no idea what the situation is. Keeping, you know, Brady staying healthy is the biggest part of this offense. No, I agree. I, I definitely agree. That's three agrees, huh? Well, this is really no. not working out. <laughs> what about Wynn? Do you think Wynn coming back soon will help out the offensive line? Funny you should ask that because Derek just wrote an article about that for the for the syndicate website. See, so always, I'm always plugging. Question. I'm always plugging. Um, I think that's a, pro, a, a solid pro segue there. Yeah, James. Look, look at that man. It's, it's like I've been a trained professional. <laughs> yeah, I'd say I think it'll definitely help in the passing game for sure. I mean, the one really the one game he's played in his career. Um, you know, he missed all last year and then I think got hurt in the Miami game this year. The one full game he played was against Pittsburgh, and that was one of Brady's best offensive games. Um, you know, he had a clean pocket, plenty of time to throw. He was taking shots downfield. I mean, he hit Dorsett on a couple of deep throws. Um, so I think Wynn will definitely help that regard. I just don't know how much it's going to help in the, the run game because I think the issue is the the middle of the line. It's the center and the, the guards, and specifically the center. I think Karras just can't can't get the push like David Andrews could. Yeah, and one of these days, one of his snaps on the shotgun is, is either going to go over Brady's head or skip right through his legs. Yeah. Because he's been shaky on that as well. Yeah, yeah, wasn't there like four low snaps yesterday? Yeah, one Brady picked up off the turf. Yeah. Like it hit his hands and he dropped it, but he picked it right up. Yeah, um, yeah it feels like a ticking time bomb. Yep. I don't want to get too far. We wanted to talk about the trade deadline coming up, but I did hear today that the Left tackle for the Redskins, who, here we go again. Trent Williams. Trent Williams, thank you. Yeah. Um, I did hear today that the Redskins would be interested in taking offers, but it's going to take at least a first-round pick. I say go for it. Yeah, I think, I mean, they they were interesting. You know, they called on him earlier in the season, but Washington wasn't having it. Um, I think you, you bring him in, then maybe you can put Wynn back inside. Um, and maybe that helps your run game and, you know, shores things up in the middle of the line. Um, but I, I think it's worth the first round pick. I mean, realistically, the first round pick is going to be like 30, you know, 28 to 32 in that range. Yep. Um, and Belichick doesn't always hit on his 
you know, he's hit or miss in the, on those late picks. No, so. a- absolutely. There's been, there has been some drafts where I'm waiting until that 28, oh, between 28 to 32, and, oh, there's a trade. Yeah, you yeah. St- thanks. You stay up, you stay up all late, my time. And then, yeah, then you get nothing. <laughs> Good night, for people. It. I'm going bed. <laughs> but but I just think this year with the with the way the defense have pl- has played, and I'm a big advocate of defense wins championships. If you can get those pieces you need offensively to put you over the top, you go for it. Especially with the uncertainty over Brady's status, whether he'll be back next year or not. Um, I just think if you have that chance, you go for it. You bring in somebody like a Williams. You can shift um, win over to right guard. To help you out in the middle, like you mentioned, and that just makes you stronger at two positions. Yeah, and that... definitely. And even, um, you know, I know they've been interested in O.J. Howard, the tight end from Tampa Bay. Um, you know, any anything, like you said, anything they can do to improve that offense, um, just to to reinforce the defense. And yeah, with Brady, who knows what's happening at the end of the year? I'd say anytime you get a chance to go for another Super Bowl, do what you got to do. So moving on to the defense, um, you know, they, they have been dominant, but again, they haven't really faced any good quarterbacks yet other than Roethlisberger. Am I missing somebody in there? I think Roethlisberger was Roethlisberger, probably... Roethlisberger, yeah, he's he's one of the top tiers. I, I would still put Allen close up there. Allen has been the second best quarterback they've faced. Which isn't saying much. Right. Is, isn't saying much, but... Buff- Buffalo's a sneaky good team. Well, yeah, I mean, what are they? Five and two. Yep, five and two. So. And they. And they almost yeah. won yesterday. I was surprised they lost to Philly. Actually, I, I was. They were at home. Yeah, and right. it was it was a close game too, so at a certain point. One of the things that's a little concerning with the Patriots' defense is how susceptible they've been to the run lately. Um, they got they got gashed by Buffalo by Frank Gore, and yesterday they gave up a ton of run a uh, ton of uh, running yardage to Chubb, who. Yep. I don't know if he lathered himself up with something before the game, but <laughs> guys were just hitting him and just like sliding right yeah. off of him. Dude, you know, is he was a getting piece. a lot of. Run. Can you imagine that backfield in Georgia with him and Sony Michelle? It was. Yeah, they were, yeah I, I, I I remember it. It's not that I, long ago. I, I, I remember mean, it. That was a stacked they torched team. Notre Dame. Very oh, hard. did they? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Sorry to bring back memories <laughs> for you, James. <laughs> PT PTSD right now. I'll <laughs> 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 be fine. <laughs> So Derek, do you have any uh, concerns about the rushing defense? Uh, I think it's it's a legitimate concern, um, and even Monday night in that laugher in New York, I mean, Le'Veon Bell had some nice runs. Um, mm. You know, he broke some tackles, uh, so there's definitely a cause for concern, um, especially those bigger backs. And heading into this game Sunday night in Baltimore, you know, the one of the top rushing offenses in the league, not only because of Lamar Jackson, but with Mark Ingram, another big back. Um, that definitely could be, you know, a challenge. Uh, but I also think with a team like Baltimore, you can kind of game plan to stop the run a little more, put some more guys up, you know, closer to the line of scrimmage, and just dare Lamar Jackson to to beat you with his arm. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Do you think this has been part of their game plan? Is to not to force the quarterbacks to throw the ball, but you know, allowing more of the run. I guess I don't know where I'm going with this. I, I just definitely with with Baltimore coming up, I think that they're gonna do what it, what they can to spy Jackson at least, right? And and try to stop them from running. Um, my my problem is the deep ball because they've been running a forty six hybrid defense where they've only had two 
main down defensive tackle. And then it's that second tier is a bunch of linebackers. And then you add Gilmore and a few of the state, but only one safety is in the back. Yeah, and even then he's not playing that deep. No, he's not. He's literally like 20. Right, so you're not getting that help over no, the top. No, because look what happened um, in yesterday's, yesterday's game with uh, Mayo. Yeah, right. He had no help back there on the touchdown. Yeah. So, I don't. It's they're they get too comfortable and they don't press too much, which helps them in the red zone because it shortens the field. Right. But they do give up a ton of yardage. Which has always been their mo. Bend yeah. but don't break. Yeah. Right. And this year they're not even bending that much. No. <laughs> No, and I mean, Cleveland, I wonder if, you know, because of the talent they have on the outside and, and Landry and Beckham, if they were more focused on trying to, you know, limit their big plays and were willing to give Chubb, you know, 10, 15 yards, knowing that once they got into the red zone, they'd be able to tighten things up and, you know, hold them to a field goal or force Mayfield into a tough throw. Right. Try and get to commit a turnover. That's where I was going with it before. See, we got you. We got you. It escaped me for a couple minutes there. So we talked a little bit before about uh, about the trades. Uh, they've they've made quite a few moves recently, uh, just in the past couple weeks since since we last talked about them on the syndicate. Um, they brought in Sanu. Yes. Which I like that trade. Yep. It was it's a nice long trade because they got him for this the reign of this year. And next. And next, right. I mean, he gave up a second-round pick, maybe a little steep for him, but at least, you know, it's it's not a um, it's not a rental. No, it's he's, not he's a He's going to be around next year. Yeah. And by all accounts, a decent character guy. I haven't heard of anything really no, bad I, about him, so after, after you were burned with uh, Antonio Brown. Yeah. That name's yeah, so I mean, that, like, listen to Sanu after the game, um, you know, he sounded like... You know, a, a good guy. Um, you know, he sounded like happy to be there, very motivated, like ready to keep working and improving. Um, you know, said he had a ton of stuff to work on. Um, it's just he is a he's a talented guy, like physical, good receiver. I just always hesitate anytime they bring in a wide receiver, no matter who it is. You just never know. No matter like you have guys like Brandon LaFell, Brandon Lloyd that have worked out, and you have guys that are like bigger names like you know Ocho Cinco that didn't work out um you know Reggie Wayne Joey Galloway you just you just never know in this system yeah and that's the thing that always concerns me is you know it's not like making a trade for an outfielder in baseball that you just throw him in the outfield and then have him bat in the order you know you've got to come in you've got to learn the system you've got to you've got to get your timing down with Brady and those kind of things you know Brady doesn't practice a lot during the week anymore so when are they really going to get those reps in to to gain that confidence yeah. with each other? So you know, it to me, I'd I'd rather see if they're going to make any move at the deadline. I'd rather see them shore themselves up on the offensive line. Yeah. To me, to me, that's the biggest area of need on this team right now. But yeah, without to, a doubt. So they brought in Sanu and they also put Josh Gordon on IR, which I think took me by surprise, and I think it took a lot of people by surprise. And the reports are that. Basically, they're going to waive him as soon as as soon as he clears. Um, what do you think is going on there? I mean, it's got to be something off the field. 
that right. that's that what, decision. That's what you would think, and like you hate to um, like hypothesize something like that. But given his history, um, it's crazy. I mean, he, it's not like he wasn't producing. He wasn't the Josh Gordon that you know he was in Cleveland, but he was still a, a big part of this offense. And he was, I mean, you know, his knee injury wasn't considered like season ending. Um, so, yeah, when they put him on IR, I was stunned because I thought he had a chance to play Monday night against the Jets. Um, then they put him on IR and then turns out, you know, in a week or two, he's going to be healthy and he's going to be gone. Um, yeah, that's reports like reading all the beat writers. They seem to think that there's something, something happens, you know, unrelated to football that led to this decision. Um, because you just don't get rid of a guy like that. One, if he's healthy, and two, if he's a big part of your offense. But was he really a big part of your offense? I mean, I've been disappointed by him. I, I and he made a quote uh, after like the third or fourth game of the season, where he said something to the effect of, "Well, the season is a grind, and we've got to get through it." And it was only the third or fourth game. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about the grind of the season. You know, and he just didn't seem to have that burst at all. Even even when they acquired him last year, um, did, you know, was not impressed overly with with his speed. I, you know, I remember him when he was with Cleveland, you know, just running away from people, and we never saw that in his tenure with the Patriots. No, definitely. Um, I mean, that was especially. Yeah, you're right. Last year, like he wasn't the guy people expected, um, but he still. I mean, last year, he still had you know 700, 800 yards in a limited sample size, and I still think just having him out there was helpful. Um, not that he was a the threat that he used to be, but he was still somewhat of a threat. I mean, you saw the without him against the Jets. I mean, every pass was you know two or three yards within the line of scrimmage. Um, they couldn't really get anything going downfield. You know, Brady had that one, that one touchdown pass to Dorsett. It was about like 20, 25 yards. Um, but for the most part, everything was quick. Get in the hands of James White. Get in the hands of Edelman. Let them try and make guys miss and um, you know get yards after the catch. I just think that's a tough way to to win a championship. Um, so having a guy like Gordon out there at least opens things up a little bit. Um, but he definitely wasn't the guy that we expected him to be, you know, when they initially made the trade. Yeah, he was also that. I thought he'd be that big body um, in the red zone that you were you were missing Gronk now, you know. And I thought maybe he could assume some of that role, and we never saw any of that either. Yeah, Brady never never looked at him. Um, it, it felt like I don't. I would be curious to see how many targets he had in the red zone because it didn't feel like Brady even looked his way, like even yeah. just to throw it up and give him a chance to go get it or you know let him use his body to get in front of a guy just didn't feel like he looked looked at him down there what was that james did that come through no that, that wasn't me oh okay um you know what one thing i did i did kind of like in the passing game uh, i can't remember if it was against the jets or the week before that against the giants it looked to me like brady had started getting more confident and and comfortable with Jacoby Myers and Olszewski. Um, didn't, I think between the two of them, they only got maybe three targets yesterday. Um, and I, I don't know how much uh, Sanu joining the team is, is going to take away from those two guys. And um, I, know, I, I, just, I just thought there was something developing there, and you know, not, we're not seeing that now. Yeah, no, I think it was that Giants game. Um, 
And I think it was part of it because Gordon went down and Brady had no other choice. Um, so kind of forced him to look at these guys. And, yeah, Myers had a great game, you know, great in four or five catches. But he looked he looked good. It looked like they were on the same page. And then I think he had another four or five catches against the Jets. Um, but, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how if Sanu takes things away from him or if it was just a matter of, you know, it was kind of crappy weather yesterday. So Brady was going to the guys that he definitely trusts. Uh, you saw Edelman and White. Um, so it'll be interesting to see moving forward how much more uh, he uses Myers. Yeah, just uh, I'm just pulling up the numbers here now. Which uh, the, yeah, I got the red zone. I'm, I'm looking at. Well, I was looking at. Oh, you got the red zone. Yep. James is our research guy. Yeah. So yeah. how many <laughs> targets did Gordon? Well, while you're doing that, how many? Uh, and I'm looking up the stats from yesterday. How many uh, targets did uh, um, he Gordon have in the red zone? Eight total. Eight total targets and three catches. Any touchdowns? Um, nope. No touchdowns. Is that just this year, or is that in his two years with the no, team? No, that's just this year. Okay, but even so, that's not a lot. No, on seven. He had 13 touch uh, targets last year and three receptions. Yeah, so he just never, never really worked out in the red zone. He's just, yeah, to your point, Bill, just never was the guy people expected him to be. But he was still a name and a body, and a big body at that. Yeah, and bodies something they were definitely lacking there for a while at the wide receiver position. Right. So speaking of a guy that didn't work out, Michael Bennett. He certainly talked his way out of town fast, didn't he? <laughs> he sure did. And it's it's so crazy. I mean, when, when they got him, you know, replacing Flowers, I was all excited about it because um, he's a great a guy that – a great pass rusher, something they – we're missing with the the absence of flowers, just a pure pass rusher. Um, and you know, early in the first couple of games, he had some got some quarterback hits, had a couple sacks. It wasn't like he wasn't producing any was out there. Um, I guess he just wasn't doing what they wanted him to do um, in terms of like the run game, and he was more focused on just getting after the quarterback. And eventually, if you don't conform to Belichick and their defense. He has no problem sending you out out of town. Ask Jamie Collins. Yeah, and that's he learned his with, lesson, didn't That's he? what happened with yeah. Jamie, and that's happened with uh, Chandler. Yeah. And Chung. And Chung, yeah. Chung found his way back, too. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but one thing I thought was interesting was not only did they trade him, obviously you know, they traded him for basically a bucket of balls, you know, a seventh-round pick. After what they right. gave up for him, a four or a five to bring him in? Yeah, it was definitely, definitely higher than a seven. Yeah. And not only that, you trade him to an opponent that you're going to face in a few weeks. Yeah, so I, I guess they're really not too worried about him. Yeah, we'll see. I I have a feeling he'll he'll get a couple shots in on Brady, just given the the you know the shape of the line. Um, I think he'll get a he'll get a couple shots in on Brady in a few weeks. Yeah, you you know they're going to highlight that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, yeah he'll, he'll be motivated. There'll be a B roll of all that. But it was it was funny because I saw in what. Someone reported that potential trades the Patriots can do, and one was evolving Bennett to Atlanta for Sanu. Hmm. Interesting. And so I saw like Patriots acquire Sanu. I was like, wow, something it actually happened. <laughs> and then I looked and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but was that the week Bennett was suspended? It was the week before. The week before that. Yeah. Oh, after he played only 11 snaps yeah. and. Eight of them came uh, in garbage time against the right. Giants. Yeah, that was 
that, that was, was crazy. That was the handwriting on the wall right there. Yeah. So is there any other move that you think uh, could come by Tuesday's trade deadline? Anything you're you're looking for, you're hoping for? I mean, hope. I mean, I would love, I know I mentioned him earlier, but O.J. Howard, he's just not working out in Tampa Bay, but he's an athletic, you know, big athletic body would be a great pass catcher. Um, I don't think he's a great blocker. Um, but the one thing that people have talked about is like his football smarts or football IQ because – I guess he's had a difficult time picking up Bruce Arians' system. Um, so, I mean, if he's having a difficult time with that, I can't imagine he would be able to pick up, you know, New England's offense, you know, mid-season. So I don't know if how that would work out. But, again, just like to see him make a move and see what happens. Full disclosure, i got to say I'm not even – I wasn't real familiar with him until I saw him catch a foul ball at one of the Tampa Bay Rays playoff games this year. <laughs> there was a ball hit down the line, and he, like – they didn't say who he was at first, and he just, like, reached out and barehanded the ball down the line. I'm like, wow, that dude's pretty big. Yeah. I and think... then, then they came back afterwards and said he was a player for uh, yep. for the Buccaneers. Yeah, they just haven't they haven't utilized him, um, you know, this year. And, I mean, they have some two great receivers, too, so that's part of it. But it'd be interesting to see if Tampa Bay is willing to move on from him because he was, a, I believe, he was a first-round pick. Yeah, so what are you going to have to give up to get him? I mean, the, right. the reports are at least a first rounder. Yeah, and I, I, I don't think I don't see Bruce or them moving any of those as, aspects. Assets. Assets. Yeah, aspects. <laughs> assets. It's it's late. <laughs> it's a little late than we usually record, yeah, right, James? Yeah. And, and you're not as actually sharp as attack for those either. So. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> it took me three days to. No, the new Red Sox GM's name. Oh, yes, okay? yes, yes. We're, we're waiting for the first podcast where you have to pronounce that. Yeah, that's not going to be fun. <laughs> Hold on to it. Keep practicing. I, I am. Don't, don't come out I of am, just yet. Yeah, I don't – I. Trent Williams is a good name, but if I know the Patriots well enough, I don't see them moving at all. I s- see him standing pat? Yeah, they did their Snow trade, and I think that's like their – okay, we did something. They also signed a uh, special teams player, uh, again, whose names I can't recall, Bethel. but who got bagged for an uh, illegal motion penalty yeah. last night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they were comparing him to Matthew Slater, talking about having two Slaters out there. Yeah. I, I don't know his first name, but it's Bethel, his last name. That, that's some other talk we have uh, with our syndicate CEO, special teams and how great Matthew Slater is. Not a Slater fan? Not a Slater fan. And, and in case you didn't know it, he's not a Brady fan either. Yeah, so no. <laughs> this this will be our first syndicate podcast where we talk about Brady that somebody isn't bashing him for some reason or another. Yep. Was he a, what's the deal with Brady? Is he a Bledsoe guy? Isn't still Yeah, yeah, he was he was a Bledsoe guy. That? Yeah, we've yeah. got a, we've got our pops here in the syndicate and and he put Brady as far away from him as as he possibly could. <laughs> and uh it's it's got the Bledsoe pop here too, which which I think is apropos about Bledsoe is He's wearing a baseball cap, <laughs> like he did when he was standing on the sideline. Yep. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I love Bledsoe too. Me and my brother were big Bledsoe guys, um, but we came around because. See, I was I was a Scott Zolak. Much better. I was a Scott Zolak guy. Scott Zolak never got his chance. I know. Except when Bledsoe <laughs> broke his finger. Or except I played Madden in NFL. Oh jeez. I benched. I benched Drew Bledsoe and I'll only play a Scott Zolak. It always comes down to. Either that or your yeah. fantasy team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was a Steve Grogan guy, but that's a that's a story for that, 30 that years was, ago. 
that was four <laughs> years before I was born. <laughs> so, so now eight zero. Easy part of the schedule's over. Now we're getting to the meat of the schedule. They've got Baltimore coming up Sunday night game. Yep. For the second week in a row, they are playing a team coming off their bye. Mm. I don't know how that works out, but it is what it is, as Bill yeah. will say. <laughs> so I, I think that's going to be there. We assume that will be their first test. Uh, then they get their bye, and then they come back with a game against the Eagles, a rematch yes. against the Eagles, and then they've got, in no particular order, they've got the Cowboys, they've got the Chiefs, uh, they have to play the Bills again and the Dolphins again. Bills and Dolphins are at the end of the season. And the I missed, Texans are in the there. Texans, the Texans, yes, thank you. Who lost J.J. Watt yesterday? Surprise, surprise. Poor guy cannot stay on the field. Yeah. Great player, just four, three out of four years. Yeah, and That's all different injuries, too. Yeah. Uh, so... Are you concerned with with some of the things we've already talked about, about the inconsistencies of the offense and some of the the struggles that the defense have ha- has had with other teams running games? Are, are you concerned at all going into this next stretch? My, my take on it is, and, and forgive me for asking a question and then giving you my take, um, <laughs> the Patriots traditionally over time always play up to their competition. Not that they necessarily play down, when they're playing lesser teams, but you really see them step up against the better competition. I'm hoping this team has that same quality so they can keep their role going. I don't expect them to blow doors on on these teams like they have been, but I think you're going to see more consistent performance in these games coming up. What are your thoughts, Derek? Yeah, um, you know, you asked if I was, I wouldn't say concerns. Um, you know, if I had put money on them to go 16-0, and 0, I might be concerned, but... Um, I think I think it's going to be a great test of just really how good they are. Um, I mean, they're obviously the one of the top teams in the AFC, but the AFC is you know weaker than the NFC this year. Um, but they'll you know these next I think three of their next four games are on the road, and it's th- those three games are at Baltimore, at Philly, and then I think at Houston with Dallas sandwiched in the in the middle of Philly and Houston. Um, so we're going to learn a lot about them over the next four games. Um, all teams that can really run the ball too. So you know we mentioned that the that was the one weakness we've seen from the defense. Uh, you know, so Baltimore can run. Dallas has obviously got Elliott. Uh, you know, Philly's been able to run the ball. We saw them run all over Buffalo yesterday. Uh, so they're going to have their work cut out for them. Um, hostile environment Sunday night against a team that is never afraid to play the Patriots. Jim, no. uh, Harbaugh's always got them ready to play. Har- Harbaugh's probably the, the most legit coach that they're going to play this year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's hands down the second best coach in the AFC. Yeah. Without a doubt. Not even close. Totally agree. So yeah. so it'll, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, we'll get to see how they stack up, uh, and we'll see just how good this defense is. I mean, they're obviously great. Uh, but now they're going to play some legitimate competition. Uh, you know, I thought Cleveland was the start of that. Now, Cleveland wasn't, uh, you know, has been the team everyone expected them to be, but from a pure talent and skill-wise, it's definitely the most talented offense they've played so far. You can somewhat label that to Philly. Philly got their doors blown off a few times against Dallas. Or was it Dallas? Yeah, no, Dallas just Dallas. Re- a couple weeks ago just yeah. rolled Philly. Yeah, so Philly's, th- 
they're not living their full hype, but right. I no, they've definitely been a disappointment this year. I've been saying that through our podcast, like this was the meat of the schedule. I'm 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 gonna risk it right here. So people at James underscore BSS, if you wanna hate <laughs> me on this, I won't speak. I won't be surprised if there's two losses. I don't think that's unrealistic. And I, I don't think it's surprised. the end of the world. Conceivably, they could go four and four and still finish twelve and four and get a first round bye. Yeah. Right. You know what do they have right now? A two game lead or a three game lead over KC? And it oh no, no, it's not KC. No, it's I know. Buff- well, Buffalo's actually only two games behind them. Yeah, yeah. but or it's two and, and a half. Indies. The Colts are up there. Indies yeah, the number Colts two are five team. and two. Yeah. The Texans are. I think the Texans are five and two because they ended up beating Oakland yesterday. So, yeah, I think I think Houston and um, Indy are closer than Kansas City. Don't they have Indy on their schedule too? No. Or am I wrong? They no. don't have them this year. No. No, they don't play the Colts this year. No. But I mean. It, they they have that cushion though that they you know they could lose four games. I mean, do you, do you think any of those other teams are going to avoid losing two games over the rest of the season? You know, is any is anybody going to run the table the rest right. of the way? So no, there's definitely room for error. So you know, it's it's all set up for them again, like it usually does. It's it's, it's how it works out. Take care of the teams you got to take care of. Yeah. That's right. You know, I say this all the time, but it just shows how spoiled we are in New England. That you know we'd be unhappy with a 12 and 4 season. You know, in, right. Cle- in Cleveland they'd have a parade for a 12 and 4 season. <laughs> you know, or a ton of Buffalo. You know, they they'd be celebrating. The the AFC top four are New England, Indy with five and two, Baltimore for five and two, and Kansas City five and three. Right, because yeah. Houston and Indy are in the same division, so one of them has to. Yeah, and it's Buffalo and Houston in the top two, in the wild card. Right. And who's leading in the West? Um, Kansas City. Kansas City. Oh, right, right, right. Five and three. Yeah. Even with the three losses. Yeah, that, that West Division stinks. Yes, it does. Everyone thought the Chargers were going to be at least something. Yeah, they've been a huge disappointment this year. Yeah, because... Although I picked against them yesterday in the pool that I'm in, and of course they won. Yeah. <laughs> well, Chicago's got another kicker who can't kick late. Oh, boy, Miss yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, hey, there's another concern that the Patriots have to have, and that's with yeah. the kicking game. Yeah, you know, and, and you and you hate to belabor the fact, but you know maybe over their bye week they bring somebody else in. I don't know who's out there, but uh, I I don't get a warm fuzzy from Mr. Nugent. I like to not Nugent. at all. I mean, if if it came down to like a game-winning field goal that was further than 30 yards, I would have no confidence that he could he would hit it. Um, I mean, no. you've seen it in their offense; they're going for it more on fourth down in opponent territory because yeah. Nugent just can't kick. Yeah, when you're at that like you know 30 to 40 yard range, you know you're seeing them go for it because they don't have confidence in them kicking, and if you punt, it's right. maybe only a difference of 10 yards, so right. might as well go for it. Yep. I mean, his kicks yesterday. I mean, the one that got blocked um, was awful, but even his first field goal that he hit was low. The one like, that I we... mean, from where yeah. you know from where I sit, I couldn't even. I thought he missed it. I thought it got tipped or something. Yeah, that was that was a line drive knuckleball. Yeah. The what the one that got blocked was fully his fault. Like he literally, the ball got hiked, and instead of just going with the flow, he just stopped there, waited a minute, then went with the flow. Yeah, he, he was because <laughs> they was even slowed slow. it down on television, and it was just like, delay. yeah, it was just like, okay, now I'm gonna go kick it, <laughs> and I'm just like, what is this? For those for those of you listening at home, James just hesitated for a second. Then yeah, moved. yeah. 
We're not live, James. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, and, and the one he missed wide left, I, I was watching to see if maybe the laces were not out again, but looked like a good hold from what I could see on TV. Yeah. I just say cut Nugent, have Jake do everything. What happened to this, uh, <laughs> was it, Youngway Coon? Yeah, they released him. I know. So he was he, on the he must have been really bad. He was right, on the yeah, practice. You can't yeah. beat Mike Nugent out. That says all you need to know. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a ton of crap kickers out there, so it looks like we have one say, now. Everyone, each game, there's always kickers are missing. It's it's brutal. I, I, I think, mean, look at Vinatieri. But yeah. when the money the money was on the table yesterday, he buried yeah. that 51 yarder. Yeah, with room to spare. Yeah. He nailed that one. Of course, kicking in a dome doesn't hurt either. Yeah, that certainly helps. Um, Matt Bryant missed. How many yesterday? Like three? Yeah. And he was kicking in the dome. True. Definitely a sticking point around the league. So any other concerns that you might have as as the Patriots head into the second half of their season? Anything you're looking for as they move on? Uh, I'm hoping that we get to see Harry make his debut. Uh, I know he's eligible to play this week. You know, maybe they'll hold him out an extra week give him the bye week, and then bring him back against Philly. Um, he's he's been working out for the last him. couple of weeks, though, hasn't he? Right, yeah, he's been practicing. He's been practicing. And from what I've like read and from what Belichick has said, it sounds like mentally he's ready. It's like a physical thing with him because obviously you know, he hasn't been able to work out uh, since really consistently since the summer, uh, so he's really not probably not in the best shape. Um, but he's a big body, another guy that, could be a red zone target, a guy that maybe he doesn't need to know, you know, the ins and outs of the offense, but you could just send him, you know, on those like sideline patterns and just have him use his body to kind of box out defenders, some back shoulder throws. Um, so that's, I'd love to see him get out there more, um, but you just never know. You know, you mentioned the back shoulder throw. That's something I think you see the Patriots do less than any other team in the league. And, I, and I've never understood why, um, you know the way the way Brady throws his accuracy. You you think that was something that could consistently work for them, and yet right. you rarely see them do that. Yeah, I don't know if they just don't think they have the personnel for it because you know they've had these smaller, more you know agile receivers like the Welkers and Edelmans and Amendolas, um, and maybe they're just not the best build for a throw like that. Um, yeah, but yeah, po- they definitely don't point. utilize it a lot. Yeah, they they're mostly like a doink and dink. Where yeah. Jay White, uh, James White goes on the outside. Nope, yeah. toss it him. He runs it up five yards. That was, not, a, that was a beautiful screen pass to him yesterday. Yes. That he ripped off. Yes. That yeah. the pass to Dorsett yesterday was perfect too. Yes. Yeah. That, he, that dropped, was, he dropped that one in a small hole. That that was a trash can yeah. throw. I like to call it. But the uh, the screen pass to uh, to James, that that was. Probably the the perfect the most perfectly executed play of the season, I think. Yeah. Everything just yeah. went right on that. Came at a huge time too. I mean, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, it was third and ten. Yep. And it was was a seven right. point game at that at that point. I think it was seventeen ten. I think Cleveland had just hit the field goal and you know, in risk of going three and out. Yeah. They haven't executed a screen pass like that in a long time. Yeah, and they didn't get a pass interference or a hands to the face call right. from Cleveland to, to bail them out, as, as happened yeah. so often in that game, too. Yeah. So, James, any uh, concerns or anything you'd like, you want to see moving forward? Anything you're looking for? Hopefully they can do their typical Patriot move and 
flip the switch and make this conversations we've been having null and void. If there's any team in Boston sports that can flip the switch, it's the Patriots. Yes. So. We've come to see that in the past. Yeah. Uh, they have the pedigree. Playoffs, yeah, they're not going to do well because their defense is horrible. Then their defense was one, was one of the best. So, so let's hope uh, they can turn around the yeah, offense this year the like they did with the defense last year. Yeah. All right. I think we're done, guys. I think so. Awesome. All right. Uh, just going to do a little housekeeping here. Uh, check out all our writers, not just – check out Derek's articles because Derek's articles – Excellent, always. Fantastic. Uh, but check out all our writers on our uh, p- website, www.bostonsportssyndicate.com. Yep. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at... Boston Sports... S-Y-N? Boston... Boston. What was it? <laughs> it's Boston Sports S-Y-N. Boston Sports S-Y-N? That doesn't sound right. James is looking it up. I'm literally looking it up. <laughs> Following us on so, Facebook. You know, so I usually have these talking. things. I usually have these things written down, yes. but I don't have the papers with me. You're in the captain chair. James. I know, I know. I'm not doing I, a very I, good I job of not, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's Boston Sports S Y N. Boston Sports S Y N. Okay. Because that's why I have you here, James. Yes, Boston. I have Sp- you here to bail yes, me out. Yes. Follow us on Twitter at Boston <laughs> and Instagram at Boston Sports S Y N. Check our Facebook pet page at Boston Sports Syndicate. Um, we got merch that's on our website underneath store. Uh, yeah, I think and that's everything. If you're going to a concert or a sporting event, you can uh, use the code BSS on SeatGeek yep. and get 20% off your purchase. Yes, that's All right. Good. Between the two of us, we got through this, yeah, James. Yeah, look at that. Nice. Nice. Team effort. Yes. Derek, thank you for joining us. That invitation for the Celtics podcast is definitely still there. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. I would love to talk some, some hoops, too. This was fun, so All right. definitely keep me in mind. Oh, we'll we'll be back oh. with the Patriots in about a month or so. So we're yep. gonna we're gonna run through these on a semi regular basis and uh, cycle through them. So we'll definitely do this again. Sounds good. Next time we talk, they'll be twelve and zero. Sounds good. Sounds good. I, I like that. Actually, uh, it might might be a better podcast if they're <laughs> eight and four. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we might have a lot more to talk about. Yeah, that, that's for sure. All right. Derek, thank you for joining us. James, thank you as always. And thank you for listening. We'll catch you later. Bye. Bye. Boston Sports Syndicate. Music for the Boston Sports Syndicate provided by IMCDM and Jay Kelly.